Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Nunas Nunchi podcast, where I do deep dives and reactions to some of your favorite K dramas with special guests. Uh, so, hi, my name is Cho Kong. I'm the artistic director at Adventure Theater, and I'm a rabid K drama fan. Oh, I love that, rabid. So, tell me how rabid and how did you first begin your whole rabbit hole down to K drama? I'll tell you, it, it's. Um, when I was growing up here in the States, you know, cause we didn't have all that stuff. We, we didn't have these, this, this digital content, we didn't have any of this stuff. But um, in the early days of K-drama back in the nineties and eighties, the only way you could see K-drama was at like church because they would play either the film of it or a video of it on a screen. And this is like early days, right? So there was this one um, K-drama and I still can't find the name because I only saw one episode essentially. The, the mother lost the son and the son grew up not knowing that, that this, uh, because you know, she was uh, a rich family mother, got married uh, and this son was out of wedlock, but, but the family hit him away, you know, as a baby took him out. This kid grew up knowing that he was the, the son of this woman. And what happens is that, is that she uh, becomes, you know, whole family just, destroys themselves in some kind of like drama, right? Like the, the whole family loses their money. And she becomes this uh, person who lives only memory at, as she gets old is the son that she missed. Hmm. And so she's this wandering person through the city trying to find this, this son. And this man like realized who this person is. And I remember uh, this one scene where he stands there, she's saying the things like, the things that jogs his memory, right? Of, 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 about being a baby and a kid or whatever. And the mom, you know, this now senile mom passes him saying these things and you see him like having that aha moment of, is that, is that my mother? And I remember like only catching like a little bit of that sequence, like maybe 15 minutes, right? And I was young. And I just remember walking and seeing that sequence just bawling, just like, from nothing i just was like in and not the regular like oh my god that's no i was like i i think i dropped to my knees and just started weeping because it just hit on some kind of an emotional nerve mm. about the the loss of connection to to something and and it stayed with me for a long time this was all during the time when i just wasn't i was figuring out who i was as an american right what that mean to be an asian in america and it wasn't until later in life as an adult where I started to embrace who I am and embrace being Korean. When I flashed back that memory, I was like, yeah, I, I need to connect. And one of the best ways to connect is K-drama. And so then I started devouring K-drama. Like it was like, <laughs> you know, it became meals, right? Because I'm not at home. My parents could pick anything so I could see all the food and connect to that and, uh, and actually, one of my favorite moments is, uh, you remember uh, Boys Over Flowers? Of course. You know, super, super, super popular. Uh, when uh, uh, when Guillaume, the, the, the head of the, the Boys Five, mm -hmm. uh, uh, he remembers eating the ramen when he was at his, her parents' house, right? Before, you know, they demolished the place or the mom was kind of chasing them away. And he remembers eating it and he starts crying because he was eating a ramen by himself. 
And I just remember going, oh my God, because that's, that's me connected to my homeland. That's like I, everything that is, a, that, that is um, about my own rejection of my past was like literally in that moment, that regret. And then, and then whatever it calls, you know, Han, right? We, 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 all of us talk about Han, but we don't know quite how to explain Han. Right. It's that in touch with Koreanness or whatever it is. <laughs> but <laughs> I remember like- explain it. Yeah, explain Han. I mean, you're right. That is part of what's the emotion we're feeling. Well, I like, it's like suffer, like the, the grief. Grief, it's almost like, um, th- like this longing, but then it, it's channeled more of into this angst. That's yeah. how I interpret it. People say anger, but I think it's a complicated, it's not just anger. No, it's not. It's, um, I, I would say it is such an overpowering love mm. that, that, you, that you have to embrace all of it. Because, you know, love isn't just joy and happiness. What do you mean? Is- do you mean Chung? No, no. Han, Han is oh, very okay. different than Chung. I know what you mean. But, but, but it's that it's... It's that you have to accept all of Han. You cannot just accept a part of Han. Like that's the feeling that you have to feel because you can't just feel the the love. You have the Chun. You have to feel the pain, the sorrow, the grief that is all part of what is your Koreanness. Because if you don't, then you're not actively enjoying your sitting in your Han, right? Which is kind of that moment is that he didn't. He wasn't eating and and just sad that he missed her. He was eating and remembering how much he loved that moment. He was also remembering how she's out of her life right now, his life right now. And he's sitting in this moment of joy, which puts him in this moment of pain, right? It's like that, that's Han. (laughs) It's all- Reality is, I I remember talking about that. Yeah, having those emotions at the same time. I know that's a good, yeah. Wow. Thanks for bringing the, bring up boys out of flowers. We usually think of the other moments, but you're right. There's all those moments in the K dramas. So what's that K drama you were talking about years ago? Cause I, you know, it's, um, it was in the eighties. It wasn't, it wasn't Morishige. I know that it wasn't Morishige. Cause that yeah. was, Morishige that was the first one. Yeah. It was, it was definitely older. It was like just before yeah. Morishige. So yeah. maybe um, you're a little older than me because my first one was Chutu. <laughs> I'm definitely older than you. <laughs> Um, yeah. So, but, but when I say older, I didn't start K-drama until high school, latter half of high school. So 1992 was Jutsu, right? So I think I just, I I don't mind saying my age. I graduated from high school in 1992. And I remember I see, I saw Jutsu. Yeah. After that. Yeah. So, so when I saw it, I'm pretty sure I wasn't in high school. It was like, it was, it was just before I was in, I was in my early teens. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was I my first. That was a, that was a good one. I, yeah. I remember my first K drama. But so cool. Okay. So you're talking about going back to the culture now, <laughs> and then you became a okay. So rabid K drama fan. What does that look like? Um, I'm I'm not okay. Um, there's there are Koreans who are K drama fans, and there are non Koreans who are K drama. And, and, and you have to divide the two, right? Because mm-hmm. it's, it's very different. And what I see rabid K-drama fans are, um, are fans who understand that, uh, that these shows are not just about the love. There are so many other things that's in the story. And I can tell if you're a true K-drama fan is that if you, if you notice the smaller things that is in these, that you don't just follow the love detail or you don't just follow the, 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 the love triangle. 
what you're following is like what I call the, the, the heart or the core, or I call it the second story, but it's really not the second story. It's what the writer really is intended to, to right. say about right. the Korean yeah. culture in that moment, right? If you, can, if you pick up on that, I know you're a real cage on the fan. Yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, um, I agree with you. So, I, but I do love the love stories. I will say I do love them, but you're right. Like Vincenzo, I'm still waiting. If we're going to talk about Vincenzo, which is you're watching. Okay. What are you currently yeah. watching? I'm watching Vincen Vincenzo. Yeah. You know, Vincenzo's life. I'm waiting for the details of his story. Do you know what I mean? We're seeing the, 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 but I'm like, if they don't deliver that, I tend to get mad when I don't hear the story of the, he, his mom, you know, right. You know, that <laughs> mom scene. And I'm like something, what happened? I know he ended up in Italy, but we don't know what happened. Well, what I love, and this is particularly it's, it's with this one studio, a studio dragon, yeah. uh, which, which does, which does a better job of laying out stories as teasers uh, and and the thing with most K-dramas though, is that they don't get to what the real heart is, what the writers really trying to the message until like two thirds of the way through. So right. if it's 16 episodes, they don't really get to it till 12. If it's 20, yeah. they don't get to it till like episode 16. When you sit there and you go, oh, that's what this is about. Right now it just feels like it's just a comparative between mobsters in Italy and that chebels are acts like mobsters in Korea. That's right. That's the comparison, but there's something else that is in the in the subtext that we haven't quite figured out yet. Mm -hmm. Like, um, like uh, uh, there's the uh, the uncanny counters. Yeah, I did not see that one. You got to see it because what I love about this one okay. is that once you get to episode about twelve or thirteen, you 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 realize, oh my god, this actually is a a cage on about grief. Mm, How do you okay. deal with grief? Interesting. Because it lays little things. The idea is that these counters um, are the bridge between life and death. They're the ones that come in and, and, and actually protect souls so they can go move on, right? And then there's demons who are their counterparts are there to destroy souls and eat them. And they become stronger by eating these souls. Mm -hmm. And so what you see is, through this whole thing, it sounds like a very sci-fi thing. And you just see them like, Okay, yeah, they help them bridge to another, to, to the afterworld, right? They, they, they do that. They do that enough. And then you realize, oh, once they start dealing with the grief with each of the characters, then you understand, oh, no, no, no. It's not about this sci-fi story. It's actually a very simple look at how you deal with grief. And when it hit that moment, I was like, I, I will say, I was completely surprised by that theme of uncanny encounters because it's like it's all fighting like you there's, there's yeah, each other. I, I couldn't get into it i'll be honest i i believe you i like the depth of k-dramas but it's not my style so i watched the first episode because everyone talked about it <laughs> you gotta that's the problem is that is that you have to be patient i know because even know. the worst ones there's a couple of k-dramas i was like uh like, like well thank you is one that i was like i cannot believe this is how you're going to start a k-drama Okay, I don't know. The, the prologue, literally, this is the first five minutes. The doctor and the couple. This is an old K drama, by the way. This is uh, this is back in early two thousand, I think. But uh, but this is how it starts. They're on a boat to go to an island. It's not Jeju Island, but it's one of those smaller islands in the south, right? They go. They're going to an an island. There's a doctor, and then you realize this doctor is dying of AIDS. Like, oh, okay, all right. 
the the partner, the man who loves this doctor, he's also a doctor. He's there to take her. She's there on a mission to apologize to the girl that she accidentally gave the uh, a blood injection and gave her AIDS. I was like, I know this. this are is you? <laughs> so I'm like, are you kidding me? This is you can't start at twelve. You can't start at twelve. How do you start at twelve? Oh my, like, and so I was, I was like, literally this, this, the, the wheels on this cart is going to fall apart. Wow. Uh And, and when you start that high, it's like, how do you do this? But what is beautiful about this is that it's actually a loving, loving way to deal with person with AIDS. Hmm. Because there's this one moment and it still makes me kind of like tear up. My Han shows at this moment is this grandmother who has been fighting this girl, like, she does not want to recognize this girl because her son got this girl out of wedlock pregnant and had this daughter. So it's her granddaughter, but she refuses to acknowledge this girl, right? And that's been the thing. She's been fighting and fighting. She's been terrible to this little girl, like just absolutely terrible. But we get to literally like the the episode before the last episode when she has this moment. She never apologizes still, right? This is so Korean, right? (laughs) She never apologizes, but she sits in this tub and there's, there's, you know, there's, there's all throughout, they talk about like this hot springs there and all that stuff, right? But she sits in this tub and then there's this one quiet moment where she looks up and sees her granddaughter for, for real, for the first time, just looks at her and goes, that is my granddaughter. And then asks her to come into the tub with her. Huge move because it's like you're water, sharing water, there's fluids, there's all kinds of stuff yeah. like that. Uh-huh. And when she does, and the girl just looks up, the little girl's and, you know, Korean kids, they know how to treat. They do. They can do some good emotions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she does this look, and it's this mix of wonder, joy, fear. And that. And the last bit before she steps in, she says, I don't want to give you AIDS. Like, I don't want to give this to you. And, 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 the, and the grandma, I know, and I'm just, I already started bothering The grandma just goes, oh, I'm Jack. Like, she just says, sit down. And at that moment, when, when she slowly, like, because of course, Korea, like, they, they make that move like seven times. Right. Slowly goes into the water and then goes into the water again. And every time I'm just like bawling and bawling and bawling. And I remember, like, are you kidding me? This soap opera started at 12 and took me to 16. And in between, literally, it was a drag. It was just a painful watch of this love triangle happening. Yeah, that's what they do. They make you stay with it until, and because you know, some, I feel like they know, you know something better is going to happen. Did you watch Startup? Uh, not all of it yet. Oh, I okay. have to catch up to Startup, but it's so. But yeah, yeah, it's like that. So um, that's awesome. Wow. So okay. So going on the lines of that, that you're talking about, you are a rabid K drama fan. So how has it helped your well being? What has it done for you when we're talking about mental health here? You know, it, it is. It's interesting because entertainment is. We forget that entertainment does does multiple things. One of them is it's allowed to you to feel that doesn't necessarily have to be about you, mm-hmm. right? Because because during your day, all the trauma that is happening right now is that it's still centered around how you're feeling and about you, right? Okay. And what I love the arts does, K dramas does, is that it allows you to reflect on somebody else's emotions and feel that same emotion without it being centered on you, right? 
So, so empathy, I feel like, is what yeah. you're getting at. Wow. Yeah, and and so, I'm, so, I'm, so I'm tapping into something that is different, that is allowing me to empathize with an emotion that's happening on in front of me. And then allowing that to heal without it being about my own trauma. Yes. So that's what I love about it. it you know, like there's this thing about having a good cry. Mm -hmm. So you just need to release that. And, and what I love, the good K-dramas allows you to have a good cry, a good laugh, and, and a good like <laughs> um, shock, moment of shock or anger. I think like, it allows you to feel yeah, those three I big emotions. And you don't sleep, right? And if you're obsessed <laughs> with it, that's how it is for me. I agree. No, I love the ones that you're crying, but also laughing in the same episode. I have had that. I'm like, oh, that's so funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Koreans can do slapstick humor pretty well. Yeah, so that's why it's it, it's funny. I I realized I didn't. I haven't had a chance to really sit down and watch as much because we've been, you know, we've been busy. We've been in these yeah. meetings. We've been in trying these national meetings and trying to help our communities heal. And and so I haven't had time for me. I realized, oh, you know what? I need to I need to watch one tonight because I, I, I there's a carve out. I have to carve out time. Yes. You know? So right, and then you do escape for a little bit. I mean, and I tell people it's okay to have to escape. We need to to do that, right? For our own self-care. So I love what you said about that. Now, are there moments where you watch certain K-dramas tell me um, anything triggering or anything like, oh, um, that, that, that not bothered you, but you're like, okay, that, that's interesting. This, this emotion I got from it that I got to figure out what's that about. You know, um, there's a lot of bullies in Korea. <laughs> yeah. Like they show I, every K-drama pretty much. Yeah, and I will say the, you know, growing up as, as an Asian kid in a mostly white Southern town, you know, um, in, in Virginia, it, it's, you, you get bullied in, in kind of really um, uh, distinct, uh, dismissive ways, right? Because it's not as, the anger is different, it's, but it's really incredibly dismissive. Like you're that, like, it's the, the devaluation of your of who you are is so specific right mm -hmm. and so when you see k-dramas it's that it's like talk about <laughs> like triggering that's what happened these kids bully each other for just nothing and um and and so i don't like it i know why it's needed in the development of the story right mm -hmm. but there is a, but koreans take everything to this nth degree some of this bullying i'm just i'm just like can some does this, is this really this bad? Because if it I is, know. I'm going to strangle some kids, right? Yeah, what triggers me is actually when I see boss, the managers in the workplace hit the people on the head. Oh, yeah. I'm like, but I'm going to ask you this as an artistic director. I mean, how is that like a, um, a creativity tool to get the viewers more in absorbed, even though it can be triggering? Because we're like, oh, a manager hitting the a female employee. I just saw that in one of the scenes. Oh, yeah. It's, it's more, what, what, what I find is that uh, even from the early on to now, the shift is they they are being a lot more honest about the realities of the world. So the details of these stories are very specific and real. And so, uh, you know, like the hitting people and the, and the, 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 the demeaning behavior of bosses is legit, is legit, right? That's, that is so real. That's why it's being depicted mm -hmm. is that it happens everywhere. 
Like people see it all the time, which to me, you know, I think people forget that, that um, like I've seen a lot of articles about how Hollywood is, is, is a direct blame to with, with the Asian hate. And yes and no, this is what I, what I, my response to that always is art and entertainment is, doesn't, doesn't, it doesn't come before certain things. What it is is typically it's a reflection of what's happening. So, so if anything, what it tells you is that the, whatever this piece of art that was created at that time is a reflection of that time. So if there's xenophobia happening, it's only going to be, it's going to be in there. Mm-hmm. Because it's happening at that moment and people are talking about it. It is in the subtext. It is in the person who's writing it. It is in the people that are creating it. It is in all the people involved. So they're going to do it. They're going to, the, the dismissive racist stuff that happens in this Hollywood thing, it's a, it's a reflection of where they live, right? Yes. Yeah. So even like America, I think one of the big pictures they use is American Guy, where the one character has this really obsessive with Asian females um, in this one character, cartoon. They use that picture a lot. And, and what it tells me is that that writer's room, it's fairly recent, right? Because that thing is maybe five years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, that writer's room is really misogynist one and super, super Asian racist. That's what it tells me. Yeah. That, yeah. So it, it, do I think that, it, that it, is, it is spurring the harm? It's part of what's happening in society. Um, so Repres- going- Representation almost. Yeah, so so going going back and yelling at these creators isn't isn't as uh, isn't as important as just fix the culture. <laughs> right, yeah. But people always need someone to blame. I mean, yeah. you know, that's that's the culture. But yeah, no, I think that's interesting. I, I think that's a good point. That's what I wanted to ask you because you are also in the in that in that field, right? And so, do you feel like you also look at K dramas from a different lens because of that? Because if yeah, I, I I think. You know, my thing is always like uh, with with a lot of these because once I got past the entertainment, and love stuff because I, I do I love the love story. It's just just as much as everybody else. Once I once you see that formula, it's super easy to see it in everything. No, right? So you know how it's gonna go. So because of that, what helped me still stay entertained is trying to figure out what the story's about. What is it? What is this person trying to tell me? Uh, and. And there's some really great ones that's telling some interesting ideas. Uh, you know, like Mr. Uh, My Mister yeah. was a great thing about kindness. Mm-hmm. People thought that everyone got riled up about the age difference between the love interest. It's like, that's not a love interest. No, it was not. Yeah. Oh. I liked about it. It was very unique. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it was about an episode on that. <laughs> it, but it was, it was totally about kindness. It's about somebody who thought about it and said, oh, you, no one told you? Like simple things that could have changed this young woman's life. No one took the time or the effort to be kind to her. Mm -hmm. And he finally does. And that's what changes her. That's the thing that we forget is that her trajectory is a direct result of someone's kindness. That's right. And so that's why I love that story. That's why I love my my minister. Like even the, I'm sorry. I'm getting all emotional with that one moment. Because uh, there's one episode where, where one of his brothers for my mister was talking about how, you know, when, when their mother passes away, they're going to have this giant funeral. And they're going to make sure that that happens, that people come. That how you, uh, how you show, how, how, how successful you are and, uh, and how the successful the parent is, 
will be because of your sons and because of people who come out to be supportive of you, right? And so I was like, I, don't, I didn't know what, where they were going with this. And then you find out, oh, the, the girl's, the, the young woman's um, mother passes away. And then, okay, what's going on? And this whole time, like he was, this, this older brother was trying to like get more money. He was trying to teach, he wants to do one good thing in his life. And so this passes away. And this, and this character who you've been like, really get it together the whole time. You all 16 episodes before then you're like, just get it together, dude. Mm-hmm. He finally goes, I'm going to do this. And he spends all this money to make clear that this girl's grandmother's love. Right. And it just, I was like, Oh my God, that is, that is another moment of kindness that you don't think about, but it's ingrained in the Korean culture. Mm -hmm. That's where the tongue comes in. I feel like that, that it's not just, it's so much layers of love and there's no other word for it in the in the English language. That's yeah. why I use Chung and I'll, I'll tell my non-Asian friends, this is the word here. We can't explain it, but it exists in the Korean culture and it's yeah. like powerful. That's, that's that moment. Yeah, I love that. It's, it's, what I find is that it is equal amounts terrible and triggering and equal amounts kind and loving and filled with Chung and hot. Like it's filled with all those things. You can't have one with the other, without the other. That's the thing about the, the, the totality of the Korean, Korean and Korean American experience, that it is not just joy. And that's the thing that, I, that like my mom, when I first started my career, um, she only had one real thing that she wanted me to promise her is that, is that, uh, is that you show us, if you're gonna show, tell Korean stories, you make sure you tell us as good, tell us as good people. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I remember that sinking in going, there must be a lot of stories of, of us being bad that that's what she's reflecting off of. But what I also learned from that is that I still need to show the bad to be able to get to the good. And that's what we, that's, that's a, that's the full story, right? We get all, if we don't see the spectrum, then it's just propaganda. I agree. And that's why I also love K-dramas because I end up liking what you think is the villain, but you're like, oh, yeah. that's that story that this person went through. No wonder he's like this. <laughs> but I, I love that. I tend to be like, so that's the backstory on her. That's why I didn't like her. And then you find out something and you're like, then I end up going, no, you you forgive everything that she might've done in the, in the K-drama because of that story that they showed in half an episode of <laughs> why she became why she is. But you're right. But th- those are what I talk. I love the dualities, yeah. intersectionalities of experiences. That's real. Yeah. I mean, K-dramas do that well. Okay. So then last couple questions. <laughs> you have an ultimate favorite, like a go-to that gives you all the feels. Oh, that's hard. Um, a couple favorites. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess there, there's, there's standalones that, that just make me, uh, reminds me of and gets me in touch with my own Koreanness, right? Is, is, is uh, Boys Over Flowers, which I think pretty much a lot of people were just like, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, um, the other one still is, um, uh, is actually My Mister. Uh, and yeah. yeah, and then Baker King. I don't think that's what it's called, but even the English translation is not, but it is, but is, um, uh, but the title that I saw when I was watching it, they called it the Baker King. Was that the was that the old one? Yeah, no, no, that's not the old one. That's that's the one that was uh, like in the early 2010, somewhere around there. Oh, 
know. But it went like 30 episodes. It was it it was one of those ones that went 30, which meant people liked it. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, so it went 30 episodes and it's just, it's, it's the one that was sponsored by, I think, Paris ba- Baguette, which started oh, the oh, bread craze. Okay. Okay. I don't know that one. All right. Which started the bread, uh, the bread and coffee shop craze. Mm. Uh, it happened kind of just after Coffee Prince. Ah, Remember yeah. that one? That's which, I love too, that too. Good one. Yes. <laughs> that's actually pretty progressive when you think about it in 2000, because I know it was 2007. Yeah. Impressive. When I, I actually watched it again, maybe like, like two or years ago, and I was like, whoa, I didn't, it, I don't know why it hit me differently. Because when you watch K-dramas differently at a different time, I feel like it, there's a different experience. But yeah, I love Copy Prince. I mean, I wish they had some sort of sequel, but I know it would probably I know. be well, the story. But, and, um, in a weird way, I love that there, there aren't season twos of certain things. I know that they're, fourth, they're pretty much internationally, they're trying to force it because now Love Alarm second season is coming out. Which I'm like, out. Oh. It's not good. Yeah, it's like, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I can deal with it. Did you see Love Alarm 1? <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, that's not in your genre. That's like... <laughs> um, I did watch it because some of the college kids I worked with mentioned suicide, mentioned some trigger stuff. So I did watch yeah. it and I thought, this is kind of triggering actually. Um, mm-hmm. People, because of an app, which, you know what, could come true. Because I feel like Korea also has this uh, premonition of, uh, technology that I'm like, oh my gosh, we're going to have a love alarm app, aren't we? I mean, <laughs> I don't know. You just never know. It scares you going, please don't, don't, don't uh, have a love alarm app. And you but, know, it's just some going to be random, like, like it's not real. It's not legit know. knowing that you're going to love this person, but it's some random calculation. It is. But it's kind of, I feel like that's, that's how it's kind of like exists a little bit. If you think about it with the online dating and then they can swipe you and you know, if they swiped you, I know this because I, you know, people I work with, <laughs> Not myself. Let me point that out. But um, <laughs> but, but leave it to Koreans to take something and push it to like the nth degree. Like, can we? Can you just? Can we not go to the to to twelve that with this app in the front of the beginning? You know, like it's just that. It's like, oh, Koreans. It's Korea. So they, but that's how they do things, and that's what hooks you in. So then, I guess lastly, since you mentioned, by the way, people who choose Mister My Mister as favorites, I think they are the real K drama fans. I think. My mister, those those a little bit darker, somber ones, but then there's such rich nuances. Um, mm, oh, okay. So something you want to share that I haven't asked you, I guess, would be good. Like what, if you had to, if someone came to you and said, what's the deal with K-dramas? Which I've gotten that question before. Like, wh- why should I start watching? And they go, because I am intrigued. I want to start watching. What would you think? <laughs> well, well the, the most important thing I think about it is that it, it, it takes uh, a a young, almost um, innocent look at relationships and underlay it with something that is, at least the good ones do, underlay it with something that's really important that they're trying to message out. So you have this really pretty idea of romance, right? But it's underlayed with something that's important that they're trying to tell, which is so hard to do. That balance is so hard to do. Mm-hmm. And, and what I'll say is that you'll fall in love with the idea of love and K-dramas and then walk away with something that's more important. That's what I love about gay dramas. That's deep. Yeah. That's deep. Um, I did have a question I want to ask you. What, what's the appeal with K-dramas, you think, um, from non-Asians? Um, seeing it, you know? Non-Koreans. Uh, I'll tell you, I know tons of Black Americans that probably are rabid K-drama fans that they, like, scold me. <laughs> you never heard of this? You never watched? I'm like, oh, my gosh. What's well, also- 
the Midwest. It's a, it's a, uh, and, 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 and a lot of kind of devout uh, religious folks because there isn't, uh, there's no, at least most of them don't have overt sexuality in them. It's just the pure idea of love, right? So I think that's one. It's that, it's that it's, it's kept surprisingly kept fairly pure on the idea of love. So I think that's one major factor is that no one's afraid to watch K-dramas in front of their friends or their family members or have their kids watch with them because, they're gonna, they're, they, because they can still have this idea of love and joy without going, having to have the birds and the bees talk. Like you don't have to worry about that. Uh, I think that's one. But the other part too is, is that I think what K Koreans are really good at is feeling the feel. That it helps you feel the feel, whatever it is, whether it's anger or joy or love, it, it presents it to you in a pure enough way that you can feel it. Uh, and so if you need that tear, if you need that laugh, and if you need that uh, moment of joy, you can get it in the K-drama. And a lot of times you can get it all in one episode. Yeah, which is why I think that's why people connect to it, is that. Is that. So. I love that. That's awesome. Wow. Thanks for joining us on the Nunas Nunchi podcast. You can listen in on platforms such as Spotify, Pandora, Google, and Apple, but also watch the podcast on our Nunas Nunchi YouTube channel every Monday where it launches at 6 p.m. Eastern.